0: everybody welcome back to spilling lemonade podcast this is your host cami nelson back with another episode okay today i am going to be talking about a very healing experience i had and also just kind of explaining something from my past that i went through as a child and the takeaways and what i've learned and just something i'm working on a lot right now um This is a very personal thing, I guess, is what I would say. I haven't really discussed this much, I don't think, on my podcast or in general, um, like on my Instagram, but this has been something that really influenced my life and the trajectory of it. So I wanted to pop on and talk about how I'm healing it. And yeah, so before we get fully into it, I did want to give a small trigger warning for mentions of without any detail, obviously, um, but mentions of SI and SH and just a heads up about that. Without further ado, I'm super excited to just get into it and get started, um, so yeah. So, I guess, okay, so basically, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um. So let's start from the beginning. So when I was six, I was diagnosed with chronic kidney disease, um, I think stage two, and I'm currently in stage three. Um, so it has progressed. Um, I saw a kidney doctor every three months, and I have since the day, basically I was six, and that has not changed. Um, basically, my first kidney doctor He was a great guy, so I don't want to hate on him or anything, Um, but there were some things he didn't catch or just inform me about, Um, so just keep that in mind throughout the story. So, basically, I was also, I loved sports growing up. My whole family was really athletic, and sports were always super important to me. So, I remember, like, as a kid, I did dance. Well, I didn't do dance very well, but I loved gymnastics, and I also did, like, I was also loving PE whatever we did, I just loved activity. It was a big thing for me. But the one thing was, and I did have like some decent, like I'm, I had always had like an athletic build. Like I was taller and stronger and um, I had a, you know, a good work ethic. And I would say I was like relatively athletic naturally. Sports came relatively easy to me to some extent. And everything was great with sports, except I always had really bad endurance. Like I got tired really easily no matter what I was doing pretty much and so I was always like a sprinter not a long distance runner so I mean from like as early as I can remember I even remember one day in kindergarten my teacher she had known my whole family who was like this family my dad's a d1 was a d1 football player and my brother was like a good cross-country runner and all these different things and I remember I like came in the mid-pack for running which mid-pack that's not like like I was not I was average (laughs) And I remember my BE teacher being like, I'm not gonna call you a Nelson anymore, because a Nelson would never settle for your work ethic. And I just remember I was six, and so it was very confusing. And that I guess was kind of where the story starts. So I went through so many different sports, gymnastics. I remember I would be on the beam and everything would go dark and I couldn't see and I would fall and I could barely stand up on the beam. And Luckily, at that point, gymnastics was like the coach would oftentimes be with someone else or I'd just be practicing my routine or whatever. It wasn't that bad. Then later on, I started doing track and swim. So swim, I was always great at. I'm not going to lie. I was a sleigh at swim. So <laughs> I didn't have as many issues with swim um, because I would just sprint, go super hard for like 100 meters and then I would finish before everyone else. So I had enough time to catch my breath. So it worked for me. I was able to do like sprints because I was could swim fast. Uh, but track, I hated track. I did it for six years, seven years maybe. And I hated every single day I went to track. But I did it for my dad and my brother who were both super into it. And I remember I just hated myself because I could never, I could sprint. So like in sprints, I did fine. But I got tired super easily, like after two sprints or if we were doing long distance. Oh, that was it. That was it. I could not run more than like 200. I could not run a whole 400, like one lap around a track. Like that just wasn't something I was doing. So I really took to doing field events and um, I did. My dad coached me in all the field events. I always went to like the championships and whatever and did pretty well. I won first quite often. So I loved that because I felt very accomplished Um, I worked really hard on it. I was like eight and I remember I'd spend like every day a week practicing shot put, practicing high jump, getting my form ready, getting, you know, just everything going and working out. So I was very, I had a great work ethic, but I think it's important to note I was praised and I don't, this is no hate to anyone, my parents, my coaches, anything, but I was praised for my accomplishments and not for my work ethic. So I learned very quickly that it was, like, what I accomplished was what mattered, not how I got there, and so, and I also learned I felt like a failure, and I don't know where this came from necessarily, but I felt like a failure if I was not winning or not beating my best record, and I just, I mean, it would ruin my whole day. I remember this one time I, like, didn't get first in long jump, and at, like, a regular meet, so at the regular meets, I pretty much always got first, and so I felt so awful about myself. I remember I just cried and hysterically, like I couldn't do anything. And I wish I'd been taught differently, but that you know, I was also eight, so it's not super uncommon for me to be sad that I lost. Um, but I got second, and I think I wish I'd been had better sportsmanship. But anyways, this is not the point of the story. So I hated track. It was awful. I didn't get along with most of my teammates, I felt like, because they were all, like, good runners and I couldn't run. And I think, I didn't know, but I I felt like they thought I was lazy, probably. I would have thought I was lazy. Um, So that was, like, that belief still played a very prominent role in my life. Um, And then I joined soccer. Soccer is a big running sport. So from the beginning, I had these issues, but it was always at, like, a mild level. And I addressed of my doctor every three months. Hey, Dr. Blank, like, what's up? Why, why, like, this has to do something. Nope, nope, nope. He would always say, nope, you just don't have good, you just need to push harder. <laughs> so when I was about 10, I think, I, it started getting worse. So I started getting better at soccer. So I started taking soccer more seriously. Um, I remember when I was 11, I was in sixth grade and I really, that's when I decided I wanted to take soccer more seriously. So I was still playing AYSO and like, I was going to do like a tournament team, which is like a year round AYSO team, but not like quite a club team uh, for those who don't really know what soccer and all that works. And I remember I would go work out with this team that was like two years older than me and they were way better than me. I was by far the worst person, but the coach, for whatever reason, allowed me to work out with them this it was this club team she was super kind about that uh I think she must have seen like some athletic potential in me or something because what she did not see in me was my endurance let me tell you that and I remember we'd run and run and run and it was super hard for me and I was like there's I just I knew in my heart that there was no way it was as hard for everyone else as it was for me but I also had this intense fear of being last so like I pushed to the point where I would just not be so sick after practice and eventually i stopped practicing with them because it was doing just no good for my mental health i did make the team i wanted i played that season it was great i was one of the better players on the team i mean we were all like the best players on the team so it doesn't really that's not relevant but i felt a lot of confidence i felt like i was doing a good job i played forward which is like the people who score i was scoring i felt like i was doing my job still my endurance getting worse coaches were upset It was not the best. I remember I had this one specific coach who was like, you know, for a girl who, like, really says it's important to her that she wins, she doesn't put much effort into it. I practiced, I would wake up that year, and this was way before my eating disorder, by the way. None of this was, like, compulsive or anything. I would wake up, go running, go to school. After school, I'd do two hours of weightlifting with a personal trainer, and then I'd go to a two-hour soccer practice. Six days a week, seven days a week. Like, I was working my ass off is the moral of that and being told that I just didn't care that I wasn't putting in effort that I was lazy so I was like I thought not being lazy like being the bare minimum was like this outrageously high standard um so anyways I eventually joined a club team and that season I loved that coach she's still like she's like my bonus mom now she's amazing and um but I still, my endurance was getting worse. And so I joined a new club team eventually. And this team, I I didn't even think I was going to like it, to be honest, but I joined it. Not because like I really wanted to win or, but because they run a lot. They were known for like running. That was a thing that I knew they were like, they did. They really got their players into good condition. And I knew if I ever wanted to get better at soccer, I had to have better endurance. So that was like the main reason I joined that team. Well, I wouldn't – I don't – the coach didn't really understand what was going on. He wasn't my favorite coach. I'm just going to be super honest about that. I think had circumstances been different, I probably wouldn't have felt negatively about him. Um, But because he didn't understand what I was going – I didn't – no one understood what I was going through. I didn't. No one knew. So, anyways, my endurance continued to get worse, and we would just run and run and run. And we'd run in the summer – and the more running I did, the the worse it got. Like I I we were supposed to be able to run like two miles. I think it was under fourteen or fifteen minutes. I ran like one mile in that time. Like I was not. And we would run, and I would run every day outside of practice. I would go run two miles every day, and then sprints and then short sprints and long sprints, and I'd exercise, and I had a personal trainer for weight. Lift. Like I was doing everything in my ability, but at this time of my life, I just continued to get worse in endurance. So I wasn't playing very much, which as a child, I've been taught that like, that was really important. And I felt like my teammates didn't really respect me because of this. So it wasn't that they were mean to me. They definitely weren't mean to me, but they weren't super like, they didn't make, some of them did, but a lot of them didn't go the extra mile to be like kind to me. And I think that that was because of my endurance. Like they just didn't respect me because everyone viewed me as lazy and at this level, like, you can't be lazy. So it makes total sense. So I don't hold, like, anything against any of these people. But it wasn't just that. All the parents would watch. And I remember my mom would tell me, like, after practice, she would talk with all the parents and she would tell me stuff. Like, I remember this one time. She was like, yeah, like, all the parents were talking about that you need to work harder. And I was putting in this insane amount of work. And I had so much pressure on me to continue. And I won't continue to go into all the details, about how just how much work I was doing but it was taking a toll on me and uh, mentally and physically and so I knew my coaches thought I was lazy every parent in the stands everyone my best friend's mom at the time like was one of my coaches one year and she had told me like she was like you're not you're never going to be like where you want to be because you don't You just need to push harder everyone told me that my whole life you need to push harder so no one ever directly say you're lazy but it was like a consensus that everyone knew that everyone talked about that i needed to work harder and i at this time it got to the point for the last like three months that i played soccer before this event that i'm going to talk to about happened i remember i would just have panic attacks all day long, leading up to... The whole day at school, I would leave school early. I would throw up. I would... Sorry, there I shouldn't... Yeah. I would just... Insane amounts of anxiety. And... I just... I hated it. I tried to do everything in my willpower to get out of practice. And then I would go. And I would cry. We would take two warm-up laps. And I would just... Tears. The whole two warm-up laps. because Not because of how I felt mentally but because of how much physical pain I was in. I remember every time I ran, black, completely, I couldn't see. Like, the minute I started jogging, I couldn't see. So I would, like, get used to, like, hearing. Like, that. I seriously, like, to know where... I would run into other players, hit their feet, and I... That was because I I genuinely couldn't see anything. And not, like, a tunnel vision. Like, it would just go completely black. So my hearing actually got, like... I would learn, like, okay, I hear that we're all turning, so we're going to turn right now. And... I couldn't talk like everyone else during those laps. I was just awful. And I remember, you know, my body did everything it could not to pass out. Like, that's the last thing the body wants to happen. So, sometimes, yeah, I would stop. And I didn't always keep pushing. And I would stop. And I remember I'd be sick. So, I'd ask her to go to the bathroom during practice a lot. So, I could go be sick, not on the field. And I would, um, like... I just remember feeling, like, so defeated. Like, ev- like my muscles just felt deflated. And I can't describe the kind of physical fatigue and pain and exhaustion I was in to someone who hasn't gone through this. It didn't even compare to how tired I would be, like, during my eating. So, like, this was worse, way worse. And I would go home every night, and I would just lay on my floor... And I wouldn't get to the bed. I'd just fall asleep on the floor, bawling my eyes out. And I just would wake up at, like, midnight and be like, dang, I have to shower. I have school tomorrow. Like, and I just couldn't even get off the floor. Sometimes I would pass out. I would pa- I passed out almost every day. Uh, it was getting to the point where I couldn't stand in the shower. So, like, I would just sit on the shower floor. We didn't have a bench or anything in my shower uh, because, having like warm near me made me just I would I hit my head so many times like I probably got a concussion um because I couldn't brush my hair standing up I had to sit like I couldn't carry my backpack at school so I started purposely leaving stuff I was supposed to bring to school at home so also my grades were taking a hit my teachers didn't understand what was going on I had to keep like making up lies that I was forgetful or whatever but I had to play like the Hunger Games every night deciding who which subject notebook got to win and go to school with me and I just am really trying to explain like it was not good physically so like I I cried a lot of tears not because of how I felt mentally but because physically it hurt like and I think this is something like some people will be able to explain like and some people won't understand but some people will is like I mean just being in a lot of physical pain for it'd been probably a year Honestly, like a year of this. I mean, i would experienced it over the span of three years, but i had been like a year where it was pretty bad and then three months where it was like extremely bad. And anyways, then mentally, I was developing a core value that I was lazy, that I didn't work hard enough and that I didn't deserve anything in life. And I began to hate myself. So I remember this is the part where I'm going to mention suicidal ideation. I remember those runs every practice, every day. We had like three practices, I think a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every single day. The only thing that got me through practice was I kept telling myself, I'm gonna end it, I'm gonna end it right after practice. So I don't have to go through this physical pain again. I also thought like, okay, maybe I'll end it so that, because like, so people won't hate me so much. Like maybe they'll see that I was like, not okay. And I just, I just didn't want my reality to keep happening. I also felt such low self worth because of the way, pretty much everyone in my life viewed me and treated me, that I just felt subtly hated, and that built up a very intense rage towards myself. So, but I never went through a it. I never attempted during this time in my life, um, partially because. I would go home and I would just pass out. So then by the time I woke up, I was like, okay, whatever. Like, the emotion had subsided. Um, but the ideation was definitely there. And it was intense. I'm not going to go into details about the SH, but there was also self-harm happening at this time in my life. And I didn't tell anyone about these two things. Um, finally, I do want to mention one particular moment that, like, I'll always stick with is my mom. So I love my mom. She's amazing. We've healed this together, but she, and she's not going to be painted in the best light in this. And I acknowledge that. So like, I just, please don't judge my mom based on this. She's an amazing person an amazing mother. No one, I don't think anyone would have handled this well, but she was paying for me to go see private, like go to this, like private lessons with this coach. And one day I finally listened to my body and I was like, I need to stop. Like I, I couldn't stand up physically. I tried, I tried, I tried, I couldn't get off the floor. So I laid on the floor for like 20 minutes and then we called it quits and I barely could get to the car, like up the stairs, went to the car. The whole way home, she just yelled at me about how I'm wasting money, about how I need to work harder, how most my teammates are going to push, how I should just quit soccer. It was awful. I called her a psychopath in the middle of a freeway and it was like a whole thing. And then I cried. I don't know. So just, it was also hurting relationships. It was just everything about this was awful. Well, finally I see a therapist um because I told my mom some of what was going on I told her that she knew I was crying myself to sleep every night so she had me go see a therapist the therapist looked at me and was like get her blood work done like she doesn't look right she's yellow which is something no one in my life had told me so I go get blood work done my doctor calls me and is like okay you need to come in so we go in and he's kind of explaining that I'm anemic but neither of us really understood anemia And I guess my doctor wasn't super informed either because he just gave me an iron supplement. But he also, my mom did some more research. And so in the following day, she told me, she's like, if you ever get so tired that you can't get off the couch, call me and we'll take you to the hospital. Well, I felt like that every day for the last three years of my life, especially those last year to three months. So I had to like use every ounce of my body to get off the couch and walk. Like that was, I just wanted to lay in bed all day, every day, like. My body was in pain. So on like three days after seeing my doctor, I tell my mom, hey mom, like I wanna go to the hospital. So we go to the hospital, they debate giving me a blood transfusion, but the doctor's like, I don't know, it has risks. So we decided not to, I go home, we schedule an appointment, wait a few more days. We schedule an appointment with like a different hospital and uh, like a doctor who's connected at that hospital. They see me, they take my vitals and they're like, you need to go right now to the ER. So I go to the ER. They're like, you're having an emergency blood transfusion. I had like three, I think it was three bags of blood. Maybe it was only two. Um. So I stayed there overnight. I was super scared, but I was also so excited. It's like one of my best memories because it was like my war's over moment. Like I, they told me that this was going to make me feel better. And I had no hope. I thought maybe I will survive. Maybe I'll stop passing out. Maybe maybe I'll enjoy soccer again. I was so excited, like ecstatic. And I was trying to like keep it on the down low too because I was in the hospital. So like, I shouldn't have been so excited, it felt like. But again, most importantly, I had permission. Someone finally gave me permission to lay in bed, to lay in bed and admit that I was sick. And I finally got to say, put my hands out wide and say, I am sick. Help me. I'm not well. I'm not going to push myself. And that was an amazing moment. So I actually missed my first day of eighth grade, which like I at the time felt like a big deal. But, um, I go back, I stay on the iron supplement. I, I'm not going to give numbers, but I was like percentage, like point zero point something away from, like, organ failure, which I'm already in organ failure this whole time. I'm in kidney failure, technically. Not, like, end-stage kidney failure, but, like, yeah. So, my organs, not doing well. Uh, Any of them. (laughs) And I finally go back to soccer, and it took me, like, three or four months to feel completely better, Um, but I felt much, much better. Like, much better. I never felt 100%. I never felt I was never going to, my 100% was never going to be the same as anyone else's because I also did learn. I switched doctors and everything. And I did learn my kidney medication lowers my blood pressure and it just does some things. So I'm always going to feel a little bit more tired. Also, I'm in stage 3 kidney disease. So my kidneys are working only at 50% function. So the 50% that is working has to work twice as hard. So my twice, I don't know how to explain it, but my body, when you're Breaking down protein. So anytime you move pretty much, your body is gonna process those through your kidneys, and mine processes it slower. So my hundred percent is never gonna look the same as someone's. And it took me till I think two weeks ago to understand that. Um, so I still the following years were still somewhat hard, but they were easier. Because even I finally, it was like I had an excuse for why I was lazy. And that that's how it felt, anyways. But eventually I started to learn that it wasn't an excuse and I wasn't lazy. I was working like so hard. In fact, I started to learn I was probably pushing myself harder than anyone else was in some regards. Like the doctor was like shocked that I even got off the couch. He was like, your health is in chronic condition. Like you shouldn't have even been walking at school you should have been in a wheelchair. Like, that's how severe my sickness was at this time. And I was playing soccer three days a week and weightlifting four times a week. And I was also doing volleyball twice a week. <sighs> Anyways, all of this to kind of to explain what's happening nowadays. So, I, I am still healing. I'm still learning more about how my kidneys affect my health and I'm currently rehabbing my knee from an ACL repairment, and I'm doing, just getting back into it. I hadn't really exercised for, like, six months, and now I'm trying to do a bunch, and, you know, it's hard. After exercising for 15 minutes, I feel like I'm going to pass out, and I'm not anemic, I don't think. We're going to get that checked, actually, but there is still, it's still hard, and I just wanted, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's, I'm working on it in therapy, um, is accepting that I, accepting the truth, my reality is that I don't behold the same natural athletic stamina that pretty much most of the people I know do, and that that's okay. I'm also working on unlearning a lot of things I learned about myself during this time, so I'm learning that I wasn't lazy that I guess one thing I'm really unlearning is a core value is that I'm not lazy and it would be okay if I was but I'm not I'm also learning that um like feelings are not facts so and other people's opinions of me are not verbatim like other people's opinions are not true the only true opinion of me is my own so I'm unlearning these I learned a really bad habit during this time in my life of like when everyone was telling me negative things about myself, that that's what I believed. So I know there's a lot of people in my life who I knew during this time who will never know how much I was hurting, who will never understand the little things that they said to me, how it affected me. And there's people who probably still look back at this and have no idea what I was going through to the extent I was and think she was just lazy. And one thing I'm learning to live with is that that, Not everyone's going to understand, and not everyone's opinion of me is going to be accurate. And I just need to let people have shitty opinions. And that is one thing I'm working on in therapy. I'm just doing a lot of work with that. And I guess the other thing I'm learning is, like, that... I don't even know how to phrase this necessarily, but I'm really working on learning that, like... I, I don't need to compensate for what I can't do by overdoing it. Like I I learned one thing I struggle with now is accomplishments and productivity and feeling like I have to be, my resume has to be super long. And I think I do that to like make up for the fact that I'm not going to have like the natural ability that others might have in some things or stuff like that. And I, I learned that at soccer because I felt like I was a goal scorer, like I played forward. So people were happy when I scored a goal for my team and I learned very quickly that that was like how I could compensate for the fact that everyone thought I was lazy was by being good so I'm still learning like in my current life I really struggle with um productivity and trying to accomplish too much too soon and I'm working on that and I am working on how it stemmed from all of this and I'm also working on self-advocacy So standing up for myself a little bit, like if I could go back, well, if I could go back, I'd give her a hug because she was suffering a lot and she was young, but I would also tell myself to stand up for myself a little bit to say, Hey guys, I'm not okay. Like I need to quit. I need to go see a doctor, but, but that's not what happened. Um, so I'm working on that. I'm also working, I think a big moral of the story should be to listen to your body. My body was screaming at me for years that I was not okay. And I pushed through it. And because of that, I have some, like, long-term, like, I mean, it didn't do well for my kidneys. It, like, I, it just messed me up physically immensely. And these are all things I'm working on. Um, but anyways, so what happened yesterday? I went and did my practices. I went out to this, like, field where I used to practice for soccer and, or, like, conditioning and stuff, and I did this exercises, and about halfway through, I was trying to do them, like, the video showed that my doctor sent me. They didn't plan. It was, like, 20 minutes of working out with no breaks, and it's not, like, super intense exercise, but it was, like, I mean, it was pretty intense, and I, about halfway through, I'm just getting, like, the tunnel vision's coming back. It's eventually all black. I'm, like, my stomach is sick. And I, I tell my mom, I look at her, and I put my... I just sit down, and I'm, like, I have to stop. Like, we, I can't keep going. Let me go get water. So I get water, and I come back, and I'm, like, we have to stop. And my mom was, like, awesome. Okay, let's stop. And she's talking to me about, like, maybe we should take breaks next time. You know, maybe we shouldn't do as much, do less. And she's, like, giving me all these great suggestions. And... I am terrified. Like, I have fear inside of me that I am going about to get yelled at, that another person is going to think I'm lazy again, and so I go home, I cry, my mom's checking up on me. I'm just reliving all of my trauma. I went onto my bedroom floor and laid down, and that was like what, like, physically, I hadn't felt this pain in my body in a long time, and it brought back all of the emotions the suicidality, all of it, and the core beliefs about myself. My mom came in, we had a super amazing conversation and basically she like healed. She gave me closure that like, she helped me explain a lot of these things, like the other people's opinions might not be accurate of me. And she reaffirmed that I'm super strong and that that version of myself was pushing so hard that I was never lazy. And I'm actually fighting off tears right now because it's like something I've struggled with my whole life. But to hear my mom say like, you, you deserve to listen to your body. You should never have had to push as hard as you pushed. You should have gotten rest. You should have been treated. You should have rest your body like everyone else is allowed to. And I was super healing. And just hearing her say that. We had we hugged it out and everything. And it was like war. War was out. Like I, I'm allowed to rest my body. People are finally understanding. And I don't know. It was it was crazy. It was crazy to me. I, like, it was a full circle moment of, like, my mom telling me to do less. And, God, it was such a good moment because, like, I just, like, the really hard days are maybe behind me, and I understand things better now, and it was just a really good moment. So, I was even going to talk about how this all related to the formation of my ED, but I've been talking for a really long time, so I'm not going to. Um, but this was basically a ramble about something extremely niche in my life that I've gone through. Um, it's like something I still struggle with. I get nightmares constantly about it. I, I mean, it's a trauma. Um, and I'm working on it. And I just wanted to share, because I think there are a lot of valuable things to take away from the story such as like to listen to your body, that people don't know the full story, that's never too late to start healing. You know, this is like six years later that I'm working on this. Um, I didn't, I just ignored this whole thing in my life for like five years and just never addressed it ever. Um, you know, all of these things. So that was that. I am a little bit scared to post this, but it's also going to be a bonus episode. So it's not going to go on Monday because I just want to post it now Um, because I'm anxious about it. But I would love to hear your feedback. And if someone relates somehow, that would be amazing. I would love to hear that too. So anyways, I appreciate you guys all for listening. Thank you so much and have a nice day.